Straw Hut Media. I wonder if fun. I'm still really good at BJ's. I used to be. It's been a while. Well, yeah. Well, you got to get on those apps. Find <sighs> apps. No dating apps. I mean, oh, <laughs> not even apps. I'm like, well, I mean. Oh no, that's no, not going to help with BJ's. You have to I mean, maybe practice, it will. I think. I don't know. I, I've don't seen know, it in like, movies with a banana. <laughs> no, yeah, that doesn't that make me want to do my best work. Like, you no, want to impress and- the person. <laughs> And like tastes like dirt. I mean, hopefully you wash the banana. From Straw Hut Media. <laughs> this is Randy Glanville unfiltered. Okay, hi Ryan. Welcome to Brandy Glanville Unfiltered. How are you? Hello, Brandy. I'm good. How are you? I am okay. Thank you for asking. I'm a little sore because I (laughs) did four crunches yesterday and I literally, when I laugh, it's like, ow. Yeah. Because a crunch isn't like a full sit up, right? It's like a a crunch. Yeah. It's a baby crunch. But I know where I'm targeting. Say I did Pilates for 13 years. I could teach it. So I know okay. what to do because I there's there's we're at zero abs zero abs right now, but sometimes like I can see them under the layer of fat. I'm like if I go like this, I'm like oh they're still there somewhere down beneath. Well, then wait, is it crunches or is it like cardio to get off the the layer of fat to, that so you're talking re, about? You can do all of the crunches in the world, but if you don't do cardio. You're going to have a six pack under some fat. Exactly. But yeah. you, oh, you use your, you have the bike thing or whatever uh, that's pre-core? called. Yeah, I haven't. Pre-core. I haven't used it for a while. I'm getting, uh, I've decided <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get back in shape. And I think that if I get back in shape, I'll be happier and my mind will be clearer and I will fit my fucking clothes. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. I was going to go for a, a run today, but it's all gloomy. And uh, I was just sad when I looked outside. I think that you could switch from doing the cardio to just doing the strengthening because you're a, <laughs> you're a string bean. Like you need I know. abs. I don't know if you have them or not. I don't want to know. Um, but you're so skinny. <laughs> like you could probably skip the running and we, we should switch off. Like I'll do the running. That's a good point. Except I don't because yeah. of the face situation. Um it ruins your face running. I'm just telling you. I know. Well, that's a, uh, uh, I'm doing a good good enough job of that on my own. <laughs> or at least, uh, yeah. Haters it's getting better. Whatever. It's getting better. Good. Yeah. Well, wait. Um, what are we talking about today? Oh, I know. Yeah. Oh, what? Why do you know? Because I don't the, fucking know. The episode. That <laughs> what episode? The episode that we're going we're gonna to play. Oh, Your yeah, episode yeah, yeah, on yeah, yes. BG. Where Gigi tells me that I need to be polyamorous and I don't agree. And then I'm an uptight twat of some sort. And then Magenta, yeah. who is just lovely, yeah. is on OkCupid and yet has like a six six people that she dates already. So all I know is out of that group, Gigi yeah. and I, I think are getting laid the least. Oh, well, 100%. Yeah, Magenta like, is getting – I'm like, I'm not having sex. Magenta's getting laid and she doesn't use condoms. This is what we know. No, not with fluid. her not with her crew, not with her pod. But her, she doesn't yeah, fluid uh what'd she call it? Fluid pant, something. Fluid I don't know. 
fa- fluid fluids flowing into the body <laughs> <laughs> that's what we know yeah. of her group and they don't have sex outside of the group yet they do date and they it's yeah. just very it sounds like a blast it's just not for me Okay. So yeah, you 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 do you respect Magenta and what she does. You just don't think you could do it. I don't it's think not I could for do me. it. So. I mean, maybe not Brandy today. I it's weird when I talk in the third person or whatever it's called. Um could not do it. But maybe in 10 years. I know that when I was very young at Sprightly Seniors, I worked at an old person's home with all of my high school friends. We stole the wine from the kitchen. It was called um, Sprightly Seniors? Yes, it was awesome. I had boyfriends, <laughs> Art and Eric, and then we had two mean Helens that I made friends with, and they would only let me wait on them. Um, and one okay. Helen hit me with her cane once. I loved it. I was just happy to win them over. Um, but they were all fucking. It was like a party. I've heard that about about the senior citizens homes is that and no one's getting but i do hear i've heard stds are really (laughs) through the roof they go (laughs) yeah (laughs) seriously so you never know when i'm in it's rightly seniors i might change my mind is that where you want to go when you hit the age sprightly seniors i have to say it was beautiful i mean i felt like they were all happy (laughs) they got alcohol (laughs) they had pretty girls waiting on them from high school i let like eric touch my butt and i let them flirt with me i guess eric was 99 art was 101 (laughs) did he ask or was it like do you want to touch this he was german and he would just like swipe when i went by and i liked it i would wink at him (laughs) i don't have a very soft spot for old like really old men not like dirty old men like my dad's friends like what we like the cute old men. Yeah. And especially yeah. if they're feisty yeah. and they drink every night. I'm like, oh, you guys, I love you. <laughs> okay. Well, well, this conversation <laughs> tra- turned, <laughs> but. <laughs> no, it's still talking about sex. I'm saying me today, not in Sprightly Seniors. It's a no-go for pan whatever. Right. Pandora's box. Pal- <laughs> polyamory. Polyamory. Yes, maybe at yeah. Sprightly Seniors. I, I poly it up. That's a good point. Because right now you were looking for someone to, would you say, settle down? I am would not you say that? looking, number one. I hate when people say right. that. Well, I'm, what do you, what do I say? Um, I'm open to Interested? finding love. Okay, open. Okay. And if not love, at least a good time and fun and yeah. happiness. Because Gigi's um, stance on it was like, she, I guess... I'm not exactly oh gosh, sure. Pardon me. She she, she, she wants, wants to know the rules so that she can do it, but she's she. I guess, she I'm just yeah. a little confused about it. She, I think that the thing about these kind of relationships that you know we'll all like talk about it in a few minutes on this pod is that whatever works for you works for you. Right. But there should I don't think that there should be rules to what works. For, I, I like the word open relationship because that could be. Any which way, like it could just be you put your own rules on it. Like you can have six people that you date, and right. you all have fluid sex. Right. I just don't. But like what when- is it that you think she wants? Because that's what I wasn't one hundred percent clear on. Gigi, I think she wants to have sex with a guy, but also wants to have sex with other guys and let her guy that yeah. has sex with her have sex with other people and just be cool okay. with it. Which I, I mean, it, yeah, I think guys would probably be into that. Not me. And not all guys, but some guys. Right. Yeah. A hundred percent. I know, I know, I know a bunch. 
I mean, I think guys would would want to be able to have sex with other people. I don't think they'd want their woman having sex with other people. Right. Yes. Because you had even said that Eddie was always so jealous, right? So jealous. But then he's off doing his, (laughs) you know, it's come on. Yeah. Well, let's let let everyone listen to Gigi call me a prude. I'm not a prude. (laughs) I love her. I was just... I'm not a prude. She's gone out with me You're before. Not. She knows I'm not a prude. Actually, the night that we went out, I don't know if she knows it, but one of the guys that was like an owner of the place, it was a restaurant mm. in a hotel. I went upstairs into a hotel room and gave him a BJ. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's the last time we were out together. It was for Willow's birthday. Oh I my had gosh. I a crush on him. So I'm so curious how that kind of thing happens. Is it, did he ask or did you just like, how did, and, and then did you come back and was it all normal? We were part, that whole group, there was a giant group of people. My friend um, yeah. Willow dates Fahad and there's this whole crew. It's like, it's a party. No, if you were gone missing, no one knows. No one knows. Because they're all drunk <laughs> and there's 40 of us. So no, that sounds like a good just, time. I came back. I was like, he wanted to sleep together. And I was like, I'll throw you a bone. But not, I got to get nice. back. <laughs> yeah. so, but I, I want to go drink. I was, no, I wanted to, but in a different scenario. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Not like with my yeah. friend partying downstairs. and <laughs> Right. <you know>. <laughs> <laughs> they might have noticed if I was gone for longer. Right. Okay. Well, right. should we play the episode? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. You know her from Shaws of Sunset. You know she doesn't hold back. We weren't all having sex with each of us, with all of the people, but... How is that different than an orgy? <laughs> not at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the same time. Uh, I see, I see, I see. Yeah. This is Genuinely Gigi. Hey guys, welcome to Genuinely Gigi. You're here with me and Anita. Hey hello, Anita. Hello, hello. What's up, girlfriend? Nothing much. Nothing much. You good? I'm great. What's new? Nothing. My COVID arm is not doing too great. Um which which vaccine did you get? I got Pfizer and it's been um uh, February 12th was my second shot. And, um, I have really bad range of motion, constant pain, tingling down my arm. So it's been, uh, it's been a nightmare, but is that supposed to be like a normal side effect? I don't think so. I think you have a side effect for like 24 to 48 hours of pain, but yeah, yeah, this has been kind of like, kind of sucks. Are you supposed to like go to a doctor now? I think so. I think to get uh, get an MRI and get, uh, some like physical therapy potentially started on MRI. That's intense. It's pretty All from the shot, huh? From the shot. Lordy so Lord, Lord. Lord. So, have so, fun with your uh there's a lot of Johnson and Johnson shot you're getting I don't I don't know right now I'm just mm-hmm. so nervous that's a whole different that's a whole other yeah. whole different t- conversation like there's just so much going on first of all uh, I know we mentioned uh DMX's situation oh, last yeah. show and I just want to give my condolences to DMX to his family um so many of his videos are surfacing right now and just his his prayers and all of the stuff that he puts out there. He was mm-hmm. a very big godly man, mm-hmm. you know? So you see a lot of like religious prayers that he leads all the time. And it's just so sweet and so, yeah, sad, so sad as well. So I just want to, you know, send my condolences to DMX and his family. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, 
other than that, the word on the street is what is the word on the street. Oh my gosh, girl. Okay. So one of my favorite, uh, daytime talk shows, the talk, mm-hmm. it is finally returning. It was gone for about a month. A lot of people know there was a whole situation that happened with, uh, Sharon Osbourne and, uh, Sharon Underwood, which, uh, what, what happened was with Sharon Osbourne, she was basically defending her really good friend, Pierce Morgan, yes. because uh, he was sort of shooting down the whole situation about Megan saying there's racism, you know, at the palace and this and that she stood up for Pierce. It just sort of went left a little bit with her co-host on the show mm-hmm. and, uh, Sharon left the show. Yes. She left and now it's a month later and you know, she's coming back. And I don't, I don't know. Do you know if they're bringing anyone? Do you know the person they're bringing in her? See, I know Brandy was out there, which is going to be on the show today. We're going to have Brandy yeah, Campbell actually, on, and I know I, she's trying to get dibs on Sharon Osbourne's position. Which I, that was a surprise to me. I did not know that. Yeah. Um, but I, I didn't think I knew Sharon was out, but I didn't know that she was considering coming back, or, she, or so she is considering coming back, or Sharon, or she's done. No, no, Sharon's gone. She's, She's gone. She she left the okay. show. Okay. Yeah, I think so uh, she was pretty upset. Yeah, with Cheryl, I think the way that it happened was that they're given their cue cards before the show. They they kind of go over a little bit about what the segment is, what they're mm-hmm. going to talk about, kind of like you and I do before yeah. we do a podcast, right? Yeah. We're like, this is what kind of we're going to talk about. These are my notes. Here's mm-hmm. your notes. Whatever. Um, it was not in her cards the mm-hmm. questions that were being directed towards her. Okay. This is what you know what Sharon you know. is saying. It was not in her cue cards. She felt very personally attacked mm-hmm. when they were asking her the specific questions. So I think that went left, and Sharon just, you know, she left. Yeah. And she's not coming back. But I, I, I love the talk. I personally would also love one day to be on the panel of the talk. I would, I would totally yeah. have you on there. That, that would, would be, so oh, right. Oh my God. Brandy, watch out. Yeah. Competition, out. Brandy. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. I mean, you know, Pierce has this thing with Megan. He has this thing with that interview Megan did with, uh, Harry. Mm-hmm. And now, unfortunately with the passing of, um, Harry's grandfather, uh, Philip, Duke of, uh, Edinburgh, which mm-hmm. we all know 99. 99. Wow. You know, much condolences to the royal family, to the queen, to his whole family, to everyone, you know, that's affected by that. I was watching, obviously, Russell Brand's podcast uh, Mm -hmm. video, and he was just saying what it means for the people in uh, in the UK to experience the loss of such a high ranked royal. You know what I mean? And it's just it's 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 interesting. It's interesting. And I I only know what I know about uh, Philip from the show, the crown, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like everyone at this point sort of is a little hurt from his death because we know him a little bit more from watching the crown on Netflix. Mm-hmm. You know, have you been, have you been watching that? I have heard not only from you, but from like a number of people that it's yeah. really good. And oh, so it's definitely God. on my, on my list. I do have to watch it. It's really, really good. It's so yeah. good. Oh my gosh. The, the cast is amazing. Mm-hmm. The writing is amazing. Yeah. I don't know how much is real. I, I, in my mind, I pretend like it's all real, you know, but I remember a couple seasons ago, the queen herself was like, that's not really the truth. And then I hear another Royal is saying that's very close to the truth, oh, yeah. Yeah. you know, but I don't know. I mean, there was a lot of, uh, Philip in there. Philip was a huge, huge role mm-hmm. in the, the show, the crown. For those of you watch, you know, that the queen was like, couldn't, get through what she did without so much support that he was giving her. And as a man to just stand behind 
your woman, your queen, and just not have that ranking, that power that she does. And you just support her mm-hmm. so hard. I thought that that was beautiful. So, you know, a lot of respect yeah. out there and condolences to Philip. I don't know if yeah. um, the crown is going to continue to play long enough to show That's his death or... Yeah. I don't know. That'll be interesting because they just showed Princess Diana yeah. coming up into the show. And um, I don't know how far it's going to go. They showed some pretty weird stuff, though. Like they showed uh, Philip as a cheater in the show. I heard that um, right. not from the show. I just kind of knew that about him. Yeah, so, they said that um, he had some affair with this Russian ballerina, very mm-hmm. famous Russian ballerina, the queen and the the, the royal household. Or I don't know how it's uh, considered, but they denied those allegations that he ever you know, cheated on any, um, any time that he, I'm sorry, let me say that again. He denied that he had cheated any time ever on, um, his wife. And when he was asked about it one time by the reporter, his response was specifically this good God woman. Have you ever stopped to think that for years I have never moved anywhere without the policeman accompanying me? So how the hell could I get away with anything like that? So his response being that he's obviously has a tail every day. There's no way he can cheat. He has, you know, security all around him. That was his, you know, response to that. But that leads us to the topic of today's show, which is primarily about, you know, relationship dynamics and the concept of what cheating looks like, mm-hmm. because it looks so different in so many different people's minds. So I would like to go into introducing our first guest. Our first guest <laughs> is known to many Many, many, many. She's over there sipping her little thing right now because she knows what I'm about to say. Oh, what is that? Okay, okay. It's just water. Just water, I promise. Okay. Well, our first guest is known to many as a feisty little spitfire. Her lack of filter has gotten her into a lot of trouble, but it has also gained her much success. She is a former model, a TV personality, fashion designer, and an author. Mm -hmm. The whole world got a little dose of her personal life when she was cast in 2011 for The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. (laughs) 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 Oh, my God. But just two years before joining the show, she was involved in a very public scandal. And as her then husband and father of two sons, Eddie Cibrian, was revealed to be having an affair with a famous country singer, Leanne Rimes. Mm -hmm. We all watched as her marriage was destroyed and her faith in people (laughs) became damaged. But she then went on and appeared on big TV shows like Celebrity Apprentice Mm -hmm. and Famously Single and wrote two books, Drinking and Tweeting and Drinking and Dating, which Mm -hmm. both became New York Times bestsellers, which is very cool. She's not just a public persona. She's a hard worker, a kick-ass mom, and a personal friend of mine. So please give a genuinely Gigi welcome to Brandy Glanville. Hey, girl. Hi. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? Well, from my intro, I'm fully wrecked. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very damaged. I'm damaged goods. You were. I mean, good. Your, your divorce was pretty fucked up. It was a fucked oh. up situation for the whole world to watch. Yeah. yeah, it really was. And 10 years later, I can say that I'm still fucked up, but I'm a lot happier, a lot better. I was just on your podcast and I noticed <laughs> that you're still fucked up because like when we talk about anything related to, you know, seeing multiple people or cheating this, cheating that, you just, you're, 
you start turning a little red. I see it. I see it. Well, I think, uh, I mean, it's pretty normal for people that have been cheated on to have trust issues. And I, unfortunately, as much as I've worked on myself and been to therapy and still going to therapy, um, I still have trust issues. And, you know, I don't, I mean, I'm trying to work through them, but I don't see them going away. Um, really? It sucks. No, I mean, I've been working on it for 10 years. They're still here. Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, so. what is this? What is this I hear about um, you wanting to, to be, uh, take Sharon Osborne's place on the talk? Uh, yeah. Hello. I mean, I have so, I do. I really want, I have so many opinions and I just feel like it would be really great to have someone from like the pop culture background instead of, you know, the actresses and everything that they're on there just to get like a different perspective. And believe it or not, I can talk without, uh, cussing. Really? <laughs> I think that's what they're really worried about. I just really enjoy cussing. It's not that I have to do it. For someone who really genuinely enjoys cussing like myself, yeah. I really understand how difficult it is because like every time I would have to do like an interview or an appearance or something like that, I would ask my publicist, Steve, like, am I allowed to curse on this thing? <laughs> because if I can't, I'm yeah. like, you know, it's like, it's like a, yeah. it's just it's like stuttering situation. Yeah. Like it's fuck. Well, no, everything yeah. just sounds better when you, it does, you, stuff, you know, the word fuck More passionate. or whatever. It's a yeah. PS in front of it. So it's just, yeah. well, you know, yeah. the fact that, you know, like you said, 10 years plus later, you're still, you know, harboring some of those, uh, feelings leads me into what, um, I wanted to do with bringing up my next guest, um, because, you know, I had a podcast recently with Patty, Patty Sanger and ah, I, I wanted to sorry, talk about, oh, sorry. <laughs> I had a podcast recently with Patty Stanger, the millionaire matchmaker. And I wanted to more so talk about polyamory and how that I'm sort of, you know, trying to explore polyamory for myself. And I do feel like that conversation sort of shifted into mm -hmm. what uh, normal relationships are supposed to look like and that I haven't found the one or, you know, or maybe I'm a complex person, yada, yada. Right. So my cousin Damien listened to that podcast and he was like, oh my God, you have to meet my friend Magenta. She is a polyamory coach. She's amazing. She's exactly everything that like you always tell me about, like, she's a cool person for you to meet and get that information out of. So I was really, really excited because, um, I saw something on, um, her site where she has described her coaching as, um, process. It's a process as a collaborative effort focused on creating and nurturing philosophies, emotional tools, and perspective shifts that can help you thrive in your non-standard relationship dynamics. And the reason that uh, stood out to me was because of the part that said perspective shifts. So I, I want to go ahead and uh, introduce Magenta to Genuinely Gigi. Thank you for being here, Magenta. I'm really, really excited to meet you and get into your brain. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. This is really exciting. Thank you for being here. I mean, in a world that is still considering polyamory to be taboo and unconventional. And there's just so many stereotypes that are just attached to polyamory. I really appreciate that you not only took 10 steps ahead to make people like me feel a little bit more welcome into the poly world, but you also are in the driver's seat living a polyamorous life, correct? Oh yes. Yeah, absolutely. 
what does that polyamorous relationship or life look like for you right now? Right now, um, so I had been, uh, actually, I'm going through a, the tail end of a divorce. So divorces still happen for poly people. Um, but, uh, and that is, you know, um, they are still part of my sort of extended family. Obviously, we have kids together. Um, so, uh, but my, my polycule, as it stands right now, is my partner, Jason. We've been together for about five years. Um, and he's been really amazing and wonderful, especially helping me deal with, you know, the heartbreak and shifting things with the kids. And it's been amazing to have that support, like going through a divorce or a major breakup without a partner sounds like a living hell. I'm so grateful that I've had that support. Um, and then I also have another partner named Justin, um, and he and his wife are, uh, just wonderful people that I absolutely adore. Um, That's amazing. Yeah. We've been also dating for four or five years now. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. We're going to take a quick break. But when we come back. Magenta, I would love to introduce you to my friend, Brandy Glanville. I, my wounds are healed. I don't have pain with Eddie anymore. And and we're good, but I still have trust issues. Magenta, I would love to introduce you to my friend, Brandy Glanville. Brandy, you, obviously we were just mentioning that you have been through a very horrible public uh, divorce and um, still kind of, you know, messed up by that. Magenta, for someone like you who sees that, what are the first thoughts that come to your mind when you see or meet someone like Brandy? That's been through a really hard, hard breakup and where the, the, the pain is still lingering. I think one of the one of the things to be okay with is discomfort. It is okay. There's nothing broken about you or messed up about you in having fear and having trepidation in in having wounds that aren't healed. It's okay well, to well, I to just be- want to stop you really quick because I my wounds are healed. I don't have pain with Eddie anymore. I mean I That's literally right. they I was just at their house yesterday you know, they're my pot. Like I spend a ton of time with them and we're good, but I still have trust issues. Like there's no pain. I'm happy to see them. I'm, you know, it's all good. So I just want to make that clear. So that I think there's not a headline that says Brandy's still heartbroken. I think that was actually my intention, which was more so her, her 10 years, something later, her issue is there with, with trusting people, whether it's a man or a woman, because she was publicly betrayed by both both of them in the relationship. And, um, I remember reading, uh, an article one time about Brandy and that feeling that she had from the woman that was sleeping with her husband, feeling like that. I got your man that yes. got your family type of vibe. So it's, it's, it's fucked her head up a little bit. Like, okay, I can't trust men. And guess what? When we're talking about girls, you know, have each other's back. Apparently they don't in her case. You know, so I'm here. I don't, I don't believe in cheating. I'm against it by all means, but I also believe in open relationships. So I'm stuck as to how do I give my friend Brandy advice? You know? Right. Um, I think that, um, okay. So I have a little bit, I I feel like this is a little bit of a nihilistic uh, philosophy, but it's brought me a lot of comfort. And, um, I usually don't bring this out in like, if I'm having a session till later, until I know if like, this is going to resonate, but when you've dealt with a betrayal of trust, 
Um, I think the thing that brings me comfort, uh, and this is a little dark, it's that the, the best possible end to a relationship is that eventually it's so wonderful and it's beautiful and it's loving and it's close, and it's reliable, and eventually somebody dies. That is the best possible end is that you live a life with somebody <laughs> and it doesn't end until somebody I'm dies. My door. Sorry, somebody's yelling outside. I'm listening. Well, what are you, when, when you say somebody dies, do you mean um, figuratively speaking or the actual no, like death actual and non existence of someone? I mean, literally, the way our society judges a successful relationship mm -hmm. is that somebody dies before it ends. Uh, um, and, and the reason I say that, I don't, I don't say that to, to just make everything feel really dire or sad. It's that, it's that if that is the best possible scenario, then what is the point of not trying? The best you can get is things are going to, things are going to suck. You're going to get hurt. Mm -hmm. You will get hurt one way or another. And we have a choice when we've been hurt. To continue to engage and to find find the joy that is that is there for us in our lives, and to be brave, even though it's really scary, um, to take the knowledge that you went through a horrible, public, awful situation and you survived. You did. Well, you I'm I'm in, I'm sorry, Magenta. I feel like that's sure. a bit dark of a way. I I mean, in a, in a to say that you're gonna get hurt either way, why does it have to be viewed as you're gonna get hurt either way, fuck it, enjoy it for as much as you can until it's gone. I see it a little bit differently. I just see it as be okay with whatever it is, whether well, you are gonna get hurt or where you're not gonna get hurt because you're not always gonna get hurt, correct? Yeah, well, that, that's actually kind of what I was, what I was gonna say oh, is that she has, shown herself to herself to have an enormous amount of strength, which means if things go sour, you will have the capacity to survive it. And so I feel like that self-knowledge that you know that you can handle things when they go sour means that you can be brave enough to be open, mm -hmm. to still be open to love and connection, even though there's risk involved. Oh yeah. I mean, let, let's be clear. I'm very open to dating and loving. And, you know, I think I've been in love since my ex-husband, like, like I definitely loved someone. It was different. My question is like, for me, do I need butterflies all the time? Is love different the second time around? Do, you know, I don't know. So it's hard for me, but I definitely put myself out there. I date, you know, I'm a big girl. I had my heart broken. Yes. Um, besides Eddie, uh, obviously, but you know what? I'm now I have kids, so I have the loves of my life. So I'm fulfilled in so many other ways that a romantic breakup does not affect me as it did before when I was married. Brandy, mm -hmm. do you do you when you are meeting new guys or um, if when you become interested in in one of them particularly that you want to make that next step with into an exclusive level? Is it always running through your mind? the potential of him cheating on you one day? No, no, I, I definitely have fun. I don't like, I, I've never gone through someone's phone. I, I don't believe in that. Like if somebody wants to be shady, let them go be shady. Right. I, I always joke that I should have gone through Eddie's phone, but no, I'm not that girl. 
Um, I'm pretty secure in relationships until I see a red flag. And because of my past, those red flags really affect me. Like, oh, my cell phone battery died. Uh, you know, like just the dumb things that that trigger me from my divorce. And, you know, it's it's not something I can control, although I've gone to, I'm still going to therapy, trying to suppress that because not everyone's the same. Not everyone, you know, is going to cheat just, or is cheating when their cell phone battery dies, but it is something that triggers me. And then Brandy does, when these issues come out in your relationships, then who kind of ends it? Is it that the guy runs away or are you just like, you know what, red flag, you're out. I don't want to move forward with you anymore. Like what, what's the... I'm generally the runner. I mean, honestly, like I don't want to get hurt. So if I see something coming up, I will get out before I get hurt. I mean, there has been times when I didn't see anything and the guy still cheated, but I don't want to put myself through that again. I don't, it was so all encompassing and so hard. Like divorce is like a death, you know, like you said, Magenta, like it, it's that person, that relationship is dead. It's no longer. And so you mourn it and, you know, I'm protecting myself by putting up my walls and saying, peace out, mm-hmm. fuck you, because your cell phone died. You know what I mean? Right. Well, you okay. mentioned uh, red flags and I, I want to kind of touch up on that if we can, because it's the red flags that I really uh, think make us all unique in relationships and kind of, kind of constitutes what cheating means in a relationship based on what our red flags are. What I really think should be determined in every relationship in the beginning, very beginning, is what your idea of a relationship looks like and what cheating in your mind looks like. Because to me, it's very hard for some people to believe that I still don't believe in cheating. And everyone says, well, you keep saying you want to be in a poly relationship and you're fine with your guy being with someone else, but you don't believe in cheating. What is that? I'm like, okay, well, let's back it up. (laughs) (laughs) Let me teach you what a relationship means to me and what cheating means to me. You know, so when you go through these relationships, having these fears of yourself, Brandy, do you think that, for instance, someone like Magenta, who is able to live like that, or someone like me who is longing to live like that, (laughs) do you see us as weird? Because in your podcast, you were like, fuck that. I would like fuck a bitch up if I thought, you know, something was happening. No, I absolutely don't. I think that everyone is different and we all have like, you think you don't believe in cheating. I personally believe in it. Um, However, like, I don't think monogamy is, I think monogamy is really difficult to to do. I don't even really know that I believe in it. I do feel like if a guy is going to cheat, do it on a business trip with a hooker that you never talk to again and I won't know about it. But if there's an emotional relationship, that is formed. That's what really kills me. Like if you're saying, I love you to someone else and, you know, continue on saying the same person, I don't personally think sex is that big of a deal. I don't. It's either. more about emotions and right? it's a more about like carrying that love for someone else that I, that's where my jealousy is. It's not like, you know, if it was just some bimbo in Vegas, I don't want to know about it. Mm-hmm. So I know that pe- people are like, oh my God, I just don't like, I, I, there's no point. I just don't ever want him to talk to her again, get a different bimbo next time. Mm-hmm. Well, but I don't, I think we're all different. I don't, I don't judge anyone for what they, they want to do in their life. I know Magenta, correct me if I'm wrong, but, uh, people who are in poly relationships actually, 
thrive on monogamy and uh, faithfulness because from what my understanding is of a polyamorous relationship is very much uh, exclusivity to that person that you are involved with and to the other person. And, and it's a unity of trust and understanding that this is who I'm seeing. Is that right, Magenta? Is that how it works all the way? It really depends on the individuals involved. So there's a thing called polyfidelity, which means that like, maybe I have a triad and the three of us are together, but we don't make sexual connections or romantic connections outside of that triad. Um, there are, you know, people who have uh, arrangements where there is a very limited number of people that are involved mm -hmm. um, for other people. Um, but it's not a sexually related thing. I think everyone hears the word polyamory and they are thinking everyone's just fucking everybody. Um, you know, it, <laughs> um, Why not? The, things that are, the things that are really important, but the thing that take that, that, uh, delineates between say an open relationship, like a swinger dynamic where it's kind of okay for you to go find somebody to play with, but don't see them too often and go, don't catch feelings. That's kind of more ethical non-monogamy. Everybody is aware of what's happening, but uh, usually that comes with a, a very sort of pair bonded couple that are able to kind of go outside of their relationship and dabble a little, play a little, but not get too involved, um, which is different from polyamory. Polyamory says that there is the potential for deep romantic loving connections with those other people. Not that everyone you date is going to be somebody that you end up wanting to be with for the rest of your life. Sometimes poly people do have flings. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but polyamory says we're not just going to have a romantic partnership in my partnership and then have friends with benefits elsewhere. There's the possibility that I'm going to be in a loving, potentially committed relationship with more than one person. But what does um, it all, what does it all come down to? Who, who designed what it looks like to be cheated on or faithful or monogamy? I'm, I'm just curious because it seems like society has sided with Brandy in this, that mm -hmm. society is more like Anita yeah, looking for love, like Brandy hurt from love and now looking for it again. You know, so that is the norm based on right. society, right? So who decided what cheating is and why is it that it's so, why am I looked at, or in my opinion, I'm looked at a little slutty when I say <laughs> I want to be this way. Or if I say my ex-husband, cause I was married for seven weeks, doesn't really count, but <laughs> it was seven weeks of hell, but, and it's like two years of a divorce. So I actually told him that when I'm not around or if I'm just way too busy and if I'm not in the mood for a while, it's okay for you to go out there and hook up with somebody else. Don't let me see it. Don't let it be one of my friends. Just kind of do what you got to do. If it's about a sexual need, mm -hmm. fulfill it. I'll help you find a girl if I have to, <laughs> like, you know, and it's like, most girls would be like, are you fucking crazy? What if he leaves you for her? Then I said, well, then he would have left me for someone else at some point. You know, mm -hmm. if it's not her, it's going to, he wasn't fulfilled all the way if that's what it is. So why is that looked at as crazy? Because, because you're a woman. 
Because what? you're a woman, honestly. No, I think that you're it's saying that you think society looks at you in a slutty way, but men do this all of the time. Men often have three women they're dating all at once and it's no, fine for a man. No, that's cheating. Yeah. They're in monogamous relationships. No, but they're, they're not. Cheating. I'm saying, no, I, what I'm saying is what you're saying is yeah. that you think that people look at you as a, in a slutty way. Yeah. But if a guy was sitting here saying the same exact thing that you're saying, it would be fine. I think it's because you're a woman and you're outspoken and people don't want to hear that we have sexual needs, that we're not all like wanting to get the ring and the picket fence and we're all different. And right. I'm not, I'm not exactly what you think I am, honestly, because I have been with women and men and I, I'm my, the way you're describing me, I would not hundred percent agree, but I just feel like we're all so different. There's not one way that's right or wrong or, you know, that is meant to be like we're all so different i don't know if you guys agree but oh god yeah and you know what one thing i want to say is it's not just women i have actually have an ex who traveled a lot for work and he found this dynamic uh when he he opened up about being poly um and when he would go on work trips when he would talk about so i was actually very very i'm still i'm really good friends with his wife um and when he would go on road trips he would occasionally talk about his wife and then he would talk about me and when people thought that he was fucking around on his wife, they were fine with it. They kind of gave him the little like nudge, nudge, wink, wink, you know, oh, you got a piece on the wow. side kind of thing. Yeah. And when he would like, they celebrated him for being an asshole. But at the point he, you know, he was horrified by that because he's a good guy. And he's like, oh my God, no, I'm not cheating. You know, right. my, my wife and my girlfriend are like hanging out, you know, our kids are all playing together right now. That's everyone knows nothing about this is unethical people would shut down on him they would start looking at him like he was gross or creepy because in our society because we've got this fucked up puritanical background that says it is better for you to lie to people and cheat and be deceptive and hurt them rather than to just be upfront about your sexual and romantic right. desires and needs people we would rather see you destroy lives. Right. And that's an interesting thing because it, it is within so many people and it's not just men. It might be, might be more in men because I feel like men are more sexual, uh, beings than we are as women, but there's a lot of women who cheat. And I would say, uh, if anything more than men, because I feel like women get away with it easier, but everyone also has these desires of, of more, right. I've always wanted a relationship. I always thought I would settle down with someone, have kids younger on. But the older I got, the more I realized, why is it that I just feel so restricted in these relationships that they're just like, you can't go out with these guys or why are you friends with all of your exes? If anyone knows me, every single one of my exes, except that motherfucker yeah. I married for seven weeks, <laughs> every single other one of them, I will, I'm best friends with them. I hang out with all of them. And my current man needs to accept all of my exes. And yeah. I'm not sexually involved with them. There's nothing going on because I'm the type of person, if I genuinely want someone, I will be with you. I will have it with you. So I don't need my man to worry about me cheating. And I don't want to worry about him cheating. If he desires a woman, come tell me. And I will say, hey, you know what? Go, go be with her. It's mm -hmm. fine. I'm fine with it. You know, I want to say, I don't think that women are less sexual than men by any means. Like being a coach, you always get this. Like, we are told we have to pretend to be less sexual. 
we are taught that we just aren't as sexual. We don't have the same kind of needs. So we just tamp it down. Mm -hmm. But as a coach, the number of times, and as a polyamorous person, when I talk to people, men often, when they hear about polyamory, they're like, oh, wow, that's, that's, that sounds really freaky to them. Whereas the number of women that have come up and said, oh my gosh, I would love that. My husband would never go for it. Um, like that is what I hear more than I hear men saying, I really, because we're all the same. We have, you know, it, it, it totally depends on the individuals, but both monogamy is great for certain people and it is terrible for other people. Um, and I do want to say one thing that does tend to happen is sometimes people who are toxically monogamous then shift over into poly as an excuse to be a terrible person. And polyamory. What does that mean, Magenta? It means that they are serial cheaters who have decided to put on the mantle of polyamory to justify being unethical, Mm. to justify being. um, Justify it to themselves, correct? And to to their partner. And to their partners. Mm. There There are cases like where, so you've got a monogamous couple, one of the people cheats and then said, and gets caught. And then says, oh, wait, it's not that I cheated. It's just that I've realized I'm poly. And which puts the monogamous person in this position where they have to either become poly in order to keep their partner. Um, they're not allowed, it puts them in this position where they're kind of like not allowed to be angry because it's, right. oh, just my partner is poly. It's not that they cheated on me. It's that, you know, it's this thing I have to make space for. Um, People sometimes use polyamory as an excuse to be unethical. Well, I think Uh, that too, they also, a lot of people that I know that have been cheated on are like, they're like, oh, it's it's not his fault. He's a sex addict. And I'm like, are we all sex addicts? I'm a sex addict. I'm not out there swinging my pussy all over town, but I love sex just as much as the rest of you. But I feel like men especially fall back on that as an excuse for they're cheating in a way to get out of it so that you can't be mad at them. And that's probably yep. the same way that you're saying. Oh yeah. Brandy, if you ever met a, um, a man and like that, that thing that everyone says, the one and your head over heels in love and this and that, but early on, he tells you, you know, I'm, I am a little bit into polyamory and, but I want you to be my main woman. I want to marry you. I want this, but I also this, I want to have this other woman as my girlfriend. You'll never see her. You'll never hear about her. No one will ever know. Would you be okay with that? I have no idea. I would have to be in that situation to answer. Do you know what I mean? I would have to know how much I love this person and I don't want to get married again. I don't think, I think marriage is an old fashioned idea. However, I don't want to grow old alone. I mean, I would like to possibly actually really like my own space. So maybe they need Mm -hmm. their own house, but, Mm -hmm. but, you know, just to have your person, like on Sundays you go for our hike, you don't like, you have to call your friends and be like, what's going on. So you have that person, you know, so it's possible that, you know, as I get older that, and I meet somebody and he's into that, I, I don't know right now. I just know that as a Scorpio, I'm very, very jealous when it comes to my men, not with my friends, but when it comes to my men, I just, I just know me. So, I mean, I don't know. It would have, I mean, I'd have to have a lot of growth and oh, figure out why? how I love this guy. And why are you, you know, so I'm jealous? Not- why are you not confident? <laughs> I don't know. Ask, ask my mom and dad. They made me. I've yeah. just always been 
I've just like, I'm jealous. I can't explain it. I mean, I mean Polly isn't for everybody, you know, there's for no, people, people who are jealous do, you know, Polly people get jealous. They get upset. They get insecure. They have all the normal human feelings. So that's not getting jealous. Is, does not preclude polyamory. Um, but some people just aren't wired for it. You know, our sense of comfort and joy and place in the world really makes us want to be pair bonded. It right. feels there's, there's, there's a deep comfort to having a partner where it's like, you know, where they're going to be, you know, you're, you, you come home in the evening and you watch a show together. You know, that you are on the same track all the time. And that can be wonderful if right. that's how you're wired, you um, know, it's, I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting that dynamic. Um, right. Yeah. I have, I have, I do have a question for you, Magenta. Um, do you, with your, with your ex, they have the two kids with, do you think that if you had initially talked to him about potentially doing that type of relationship with him, do you think it could have saved your marriage? Was so, it even, an, was it even an option or was it just, you guys were done and you just needed to move on and go your separate ways? The being poly thing we had, um, so I was poly before I met my husband and we ended up being functionally monogamous for about a decade. Okay. Um, but polyamory was always on the table. We transitioned. I'm so sorry. What does functionally monogamous mean for us who don't understand these words? (laughs) (laughs) It means that polyamory was on the table. It was something that like, he knew I was poly, um, but when we got together, it was actually kind of the right place for us to be, to be monogamous. Mm-hmm. So by functionally monogamous, I mean, we were uh, sexually and romantically exclusive for about 10 years. We were traveling a lot, a lot of stuff was going on. And, but we always knew that eventually if we wanted to, we would open the relationship up. Okay. So after about 10 years, so this was about 10 years ago, we opened up the relationship. So um, in fact, my partner, Jason, and my ex's partner, we were all planning on moving into a house together. Um, so the, the being Polly was a really, really wonderful, positive aspect of our marriage. And in fact, I think saved our marriage when we opened up, mm. I think it absolutely saved our marriage, but then other things, unfortunately, kind of brought us apart, but it wasn't Polly. We're taking a quick break. And when we return, I'm fluid bonded with my partners, um, meaning we don't use protection. Can I ask why, (laughs) why you don't, is it just for the sensation? I mean, obviously it feels better without a cons and we all know that, but I mean, is it specifically for that? Randy, what goes through your mind right now? I see you right now smirking a little bit. What is going through your mind when you're hearing this whole cohabitating in one house, you know, boyfriend, husband? No, I think it would be awesome, especially if you if you have kids, because I wouldn't have to wake up every night to to get the bottle. I could pass the work off to some people like you guys could be making lunch for my kids right now. I think that sounds amazing. I honestly I'm a one woman show at my house and it gets real fucking old. I'll tell you that. So to have like people that, and I love being around people. Like I love being around. I say my best friend's my soulmate. Her name is Trina. Like we have the best time together. And I, you know, but you know, as well, I do like my alone time, like we all need, Mm -hmm. but I think it sounds awesome. Honestly, as, as long as everyone's good with it, I'm not this prude guys. I swear. (laughs) 
No, I know. Yeah. You know what? I'll tell you this. I recently saw a photo Leanne Rhymes posted of um, uh, your ex-husband, which is her re- current husband. husband. <laughs> I don't know what I'm supposed to call him. I don't even know what I'm supposed to refer to him as. Um, His name is Eddie. <laughs> okay, Eddie. It's it's Leanne and Eddie, your kids, and you. You're in that photo yeah. for Easter, yeah. which, I mean, I was like, what the fuck? You know, is this Photoshop? No, just, are yeah, you guys? No, I know. Like when yeah. I saw that, yeah. I was like, "This is amazing!" Because it's the kids are just the ones who are loving it the most, yeah. right? Oh so yeah. How how did you get there? Because I know you you're okay. really hurt, but how did you get there? It took a long time of her and I fighting, and then we just. I mean, at some point, it's like I'm I'm over. I don't have those feelings for Eddie anymore. I love him as the father of my children, and wouldn't want anything bad to happen to him because of my boys, but I, I look at him like a brother now. So I was over there yesterday. I was over there for Easter. We spent mother's day together last year. We were together for Easter. People don't realize like we're cool. Like it's, it's all good. I don't have, like, I just got over it. I don't know. I, I think I got through it, not over it. I don't think you ever really get over something. It's part of your story for the rest of your life. And it right. shapes who you are, but I'm in such a good better place now with those people, <laughs> those people did, um, Brandy did, did, uh, did, did she ever like apologize or anything? Like, did she ever pull you aside and say anything to you to kind of make things better? Or did you just, again, listen, it's it? not, it's not her fault, but he cheated. I mean, it, yeah, it takes two, but it takes two. Yeah. It's him. I mean, he had a family, he had kids that he, you know, left and cheated on. So, you know, we went to, we went to, therapy together, the three of us, um, in the beginning, because I thought that the kids were being put in the middle. So I like tucked my tail between my legs and I was like, all right, let's go sit in therapy. It was not fun, but I did it for my kids because ultimately the kids are the most important thing to me. And I just wanted them to be not triangulated in the situation. And so we've done a lot of talking, you know, we've done a lot of talking over the years and we finally, I think we've both just grown up a lot her and I, and Eddie, like, I still bicker with Eddie, but would you just, ever, you know, would you ever bring, um, an, if you have a new man in your life as a real, you know, man in your study, man, would you bring him to introduce him to Eddie? Like, uh, for oh, yeah, they met all my boyfriends, but would you they, do it for like an advice? Like, do you, what do you think of this guy, Eddie? Do you think he's a good guy? Would you ever ask him his opinion? No, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I will say all of the boyfriends that they've met, they bro down they're like buddies. And I'm like, this is not supposed to happen, but you know, guys, they are just like in a different world. They have this bro code and they're always going to be cool with each other. They're not like girls. I think we're much more complex where we're so loyal that I'm not going to go and befriend this other person. That's how I am. Anyway, right. But. And Magenta, if you happen to meet someone who's of interest to you in your mm-hmm. life, how does that process work? Do you tell your significant other that I met someone new? How does, how do you introduce that? So, um, I tend to, you know, I, I, I'm very open about everything in my life. Um, I do. So there's a version of polyamory called kitchen table poly, which means you, everybody's so comfortable that you could actually all gather around a kitchen table and have a cup of coffee together. Um, I prefer that. So if I meet somebody and I really connect with them, I'm going to want to introduce them to the other meaningful people in my life. Um, and you know, this has never happened, but you know, one of my partners said, 
hey, I'm seeing some red flags, I would definitely pay attention to that. Um, there have been some experiences where I dated people that my other partners couldn't really grok, like they couldn't really connect with. And that happens. I've had a metamore, um, sorry, a little lingo. Your metamore is your partner's other partner. So if, okay. Okay. if my boyfriend has another partner, that person is my metamore. I've had a few metamores that I didn't want to sit around a kitchen table with. Um, and in those cases, it's like, I respect my partner's opinions. I assume that they're getting something out of that relationship that maybe I can't fully see. Um, and so I support it, but maybe I support it from a distance. Um, but my preference is actually that my partners think really highly of each how, other. How, we all can long, how long do you wait for that though, Magenta? Because I'm trying to understand the world of polyamory myself, you know, mm -hmm. and I want to, I want to really learn how to navigate it properly because if I have someone in my life and now I meet someone of interest and I'm starting to get to know them, it takes a while before you say, now I'm ready to introduce them. So in that meantime, that you're getting to know this person, dating them, hanging out, sleeping together, not sleeping together, whatever, are you, is that considered cheating if you're not telling the other person that you're doing this with a new person? It entirely depends on the arrangement I've made with my partner. So for okay, example, so I'm confused so, about Polly because I thought there were definitive rules to it. Not that we just make our own rules. There are things that are better ideas and worse ideas. Like there are things that if you said like, I want to do this, this, and that, I would say, okay, there's a lot of danger in that method, whatever, you know, I might give you warnings about like, that's not here are all the ways that can go really badly. Um, so there are ways not to do things, but really what you want to build is really up to the people that are involved. So for example, um, I have one partner where when we're hanging out, I'm, if, if something has gotten to be a big part of my life, if I'm seeing somebody a lot, it's going to come into the conversation, but I don't think we have, uh, I wouldn't necessarily feel like, you know, if, if he was dating somebody, I would expect him to like, let me know, you know, at some point. I mean, I think, um, wouldn't you, wouldn't I, it be like, I, if you had to put, I, sorry, go ahead. Um, like if you said, okay, we're exclusive, then of course it's cheating. But if you're just dating and sleeping with two different people and then I don't think it's cheating. Well, I, I, agree. Having, I like, agree with you, Brandy. Like as, if, as if, soon if, as, if, well, well, as, as soon as sex gets brought into it, here's the, and some people, they want to do a thing called parallel poly parallel poly means I'm dating this person and whoever else I'm dating, mm, the two will never meet. They don't have anything to do with each other. They, they kind of, want to don't ask, don't tell dynamic where it's like, you can have other partners. Don't let me see them. Don't let me know about it. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to pretend kind of that we're monogamous and what you do outside of our dynamic needs to stay the hell away from me. That is totally a version of poly. I think it usually goes badly. Um, my that, version that sounds perfect to me. <laughs> um, one of the things I Hello. think weird. when it comes to sex though, the right to informed consent, if you, if your partner is having sex with somebody else, there is added risk. Or if you're having sex with somebody else, there is an added risk to your, you know, sexually transmitted disease risk. So one of the things for me is if I'm actually sleeping with somebody, then if they sleep with somebody else, they need to tell me that that's happened 
before they sleep with me again. Because then I get to decide, is that in my comfort zone? So like I had a, a person that I was starting to date who was really fond of having um, threesomes with total strangers. And I'm not saying anything bad about that. No slut shaming at all. That is a little outside of my comfort zone. So when he said, hey, I just, you know, we were just starting to talk about maybe sleeping together. And he said, oh, I just had this awesome threesome with this person that I met last night. And I thought, well, that is outside of my comfort zone. Right. So I think I'm not going to want to sleep with this person because to me, testing is super important. So that's right. not a judgment call against him. It's not me saying he's a bad person by any means, mm-hmm. but it's like, okay, that's not in my comfort zone. If he had done that and then had sex with me and then told me I would have been fucking livid right? because is that would because have been of, like for health safety or is it just mm-hmm. because, because I mean, randomers, you don't want, I mean, if he's going out with strangers, that's scary because you know, we, who knows? Like, I don't yeah. Know. But is it just because of health safety or you're just personally not okay with it? Um, for me, it's where my, uh, where my line is for sexual safety, for health safety. Mm-hmm. Everybody's okay. got a different line. That's totally legitimate. I tend to be, um, I'm fluid bonded with my partners, mm-hmm. um, meaning we don't use protection. I so uh, okay. that being the case, we are all, uh, kind of dedicated to be very, being very careful before we add any new potential. Can I ask why, (laughs) why you don't, is it just for the sensation? I mean, obviously it feels better without a cons and we all know that, but I mean, is it specifically for that? Um, yeah. And because there's enough trust and we're being, we've decided that our sexual safety practices are safe enough Mm -hmm. that we're not running risks. Like for a while I was in a a pod of, um, actually when my, my ex and I were still together, there were six of us. Um, and we weren't all having sex with each of us with all of the people, but how is that different than an orgy? (laughs) Not at the same time. Yeah. Uh, You know, some of the people only had sex with one person, but it was basically a closed group. We, at some point we're all using condoms. And we talked about it and we realized, oh, all of us have had tests and we're not having sex with anybody outside of this pod. Right. So it's just the six of us. Now, if somebody had decided that they wanted to date somebody else, there would have had to have been more conversations because it's like, oh, uh, now there are potentially more risk factors that we're going to have to negotiate. How, how often did you guys get tested? Like was there um, a, just every like once that's a month? That's a weird question. Okay, I, no, 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 it's no. not. That is a legitimate <laughs> that's a great question. question. I mean, like, yeah, and then you guys are doing the blood test for STDs. Is it like a day of the HIV? week? Each person's a day of the week, or does everyone get designated a like time? At the same time, yeah. <laughs> to to get a test or to be together? To get tested, just so you guys know that you guys are all clean, and there isn't someone that is right going out of that group of six. So in that group. We got, you know, there was a long, there was years together. So we had a really deep level of trust within that group. Mm-hmm. So for us, we had all been tested. We were very confident in each other's honesty, which I know is, you know, it's great. You got, you know, um, and so after we'd all gotten tested, we still, we just kind of generally get tested every six months to a year, depending on what's going on. 
Mm-hmm. And you trust um, that nobody else is sleeping right. with anyone else, correct? You have to have a lot yeah. of trust. That's yeah, the you thing. have a lot of trust there. In general, that is not something that gets built very quickly. That for me is something that takes years mm-hmm. to get to that version of safety. Right. Um, and then I still, I would still get my yearly test. I always, you know, I get tested every year, no matter what. Yeah. Um, because yeah, you know, you want to be careful. Yeah. Um, when I've been with groups where there's more dating going on, where there's more sleeping with random or, you know, not random people, but <laughs> when there's, when the, when the, when the bubble is not closed, mm-hmm. I get tested every three months. Wow. Okay. So that's three vaginas and three penises, correct? Or, or we have, uh, are, are, are think is bisexuality a part of big part of polyamory or no? Really depends. Um, I love, like, I love dating bi people. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm bisexual, pansexual. Um, what is, so what is pansexual? Pan is so bisexual kind of, I'm a little old school, so bisexual still resonates with me a lot, but pan is sort of the, the term that's being used to indicate that somebody's, it doesn't matter if they're cisgendered or not. It's kind of saying like pan says, I'm also interested in non-binary people. Right. And, and Brandy's just bi. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, no, you're right. I just, you're bi? no, I, I think no, it's I read pan. I think I'm fluid. It's, it's whoever. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I definitely been with women. Yeah. I've been in relationships yeah. with women, but I do just think that pansexual is the new word for bisexual. So, I mean, it is what it is, but yeah. yeah. It's just admitting that we're not in a, uh, the, 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 there's no binary, there's no false binary that's, uh, you know, so, so if you're dating somebody who is trans, they count in that, right. um, you know, or who's, who's non-binary, they, they also count in that they're not being excluded by the terminology. I still say by because it's just what we did. Because yeah. we're old. That's yeah. why we say it. Yeah, that's pretty old. It's, it's but, what it is. Can we, can we take it back a couple steps to when you were saying, if you were dating someone and you're in a like relationship, then if you went and you talk to someone else and you're, I, I just wanted to kind of go back to that because maybe I'm old school Brandy. I've been cheated on. It was like pretty, pretty shitty times that I went through with mom and it was engaged to the guy, you know, that's a whole nother story, but so I'm pretty, I have trust issues as well. And what I like to know is, or to say is that I feel that you are cheating because you're emotionally going behind that guy's back and you're talking to someone else you're interested in. See, there's no, knowing. Behind the, there's no behind the back because we no, know fully, the beginning. because you're talking, but she was asking if she is that cheating. If her current guy well, didn't I think, know that. I think what Magenta is oh, saying is that oh, if oh, I'm oh. in a relationship with a man, I've already informed him that I'm poly and that, I'm the potential is there because these are my rules. These are my guidelines. Okay, if you're giving and him- I'm, if I do meet someone, I'm going to pursue them. Once it gets to a further point, I'm going to then introduce you. Is that right? I make my rules. Yeah, like yeah. It is okay. vital. I will not, I will not even go on a date. I mean, I, you know, I, I sometimes use, okay, Cupid to meet people at the very beginning of my profile. It says, I don't remember. I wrote, I forget what I wrote, but it was something like, you know, I'm a happy partnered polyamorous person. Um, you know, I have amazing people in my life that I love very much. Um, and so anybody and you know, the first thing I talk to people, if I'm even remotely considering going out with somebody, they know I'm poly immediately. 
because they have a right to it. They're going to assume that I'm monogamous. They're going to assume if I go meet somebody and I give them my phone number, they have every right to assume that I'm monogamous and single, right? And I don't want to mess with anybody's head. So I'm going to make sure that they know that I'm poly. And my partners, they know like during the pandemic, uh, through the pandemic, my partners and I have not been dating elsewhere at all. It's been pretty locked down because, you know, pandemic. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, my partner, one of my partners and I both started thinking about getting back on OkCupid. And we talked about, it. you know, I think we both got onto OkCupid on our own, but we're going to let each other know. And if I start going out with somebody, I'm going to tell them because, because I love them. I love my partners. They're part of my life. I want them to know what's going on in my life. And I would never want them to be surprised. Yeah. Um, because also I want to say, I don't care how poly you are. When your partner starts dating a new person, there's often emotions, things come up, jealousy, insecurity. Um, so I would want to always make sure that my partner has lots of room and space. Nothing ever gets, Oh, by the way, I, I slept with somebody that you've never even heard of last week, or by the way, surprise, I'm madly in love with somebody like that would never happen. Okay. Magenta, how can someone cheat on you? How can one of your partners cheat on you? How will you experience cheat in your life right now? Dishonesty. How, what does that look like? Okay. So, um, if my partners, uh, Slena, so you know, I've been doing poly for quite a while. So I, and I feel very, very safe with the partners I'm with. So I don't have like a lot of worries around this. Um, but if I found out they were dating somebody or sleeping with somebody and they hadn't told me, it would, it would be horrible. It would be a massive breach of trust. That is absolutely cheating. Um, and I would feel I don't know. It's a betrayal, right? I don't think if, if, if my partner, if I found out, Oh, by the way, you know, I found out so-and-so is dating, you know, this other person or whatever, if they didn't mention it to me, if they kept that from me, that's not going to work for me. Does a one night stand, does a one night stand get applied here? I mean, if you're dating, you just said to me, uh, you wait till a certain point, perhaps. Oh, maybe those aren't your rules. So perhaps, yeah, no. Yeah. So in your rules, you need to know up front if your one of your partners has met someone. Um, for my personal thing, um, if they've it would be weird for my partners not to like let me know if they met somebody meaningful. Um, if they're just going out on dates with people. You know, because like when I'm dating on OKQ, but I'm super picky about people I'll date with. I go out through, I go out with a shit ton of people in order to meet the one or two people that I really connect with. So I go out on a lot of dates. I'm not necessarily going to tell my partner, by the way, I have two dates today. I'm having dinner with this person. I'm having breakfast with that person because if that isn't because that first date, I don't know if it's going to go anywhere, mm. you know, well, but at well, the point, but what about a one night stand? I don't know. Okay, so a me, drunk night, a drunk night out, just one night stand. Do I, do I have to tell you, or is, if I don't tell you, is that cheating or is it pointless to tell you because it's not a romantic anything? No, they have so to for tell me, each other because of the, the, the sexual, STD sexually transmitted. Stuff. 
the risk because they're the both with thing. each other. But what if whoever and, using condoms in it, that wasn't the issue. So and don't um, tell anyone. <laughs> so for me, I'm going to want to know. That's a thing that we talk about. There are people that are like one night stands are different. They like the don't ask, don't tell dynamic. I hate it. It makes me feel super neurotic. Yeah, fair enough. There are totally people who do that. The one issue sometimes with the not wanting to know is that people do catch feelings. I'm just, I I don't, I just, I just can't even, I can't, I can't, I don't want to know. I don't care. I just don't care enough. Because it's because I feel like you haven't met the right person. You will care. I agree. If she meets yeah, the right she, person, she hasn't I think them. she hasn't exactly. You will care. You will care. Thank you, yeah. Randy. Thank you. See, I've been do you to- see? Do you see the reaction of the norm <laughs> brainwashed people of society? Who told you it's supposed to be a wedding? Who told you that? Who told you that? Who told you I'm supposed to find this? We one? didn't say that you What's weren't. Well, I need to get married at a wedding. I I am no, a wedding planner. What I mean by that is. I'm not saying that I'm just okay. saying, but we're constantly growing and evolving. And what yeah. I felt 10 years ago is not what I feel today. And exactly. what you feel right now, but what you feel right now may not be what you feel in five years. If you meet somebody that changes your mind. I mean, it happens a lot. I'm not saying but you need to get married. Met, and, she sorry. may meet somebody that she falls really in love with mm-hmm. and still feel like having, you know, uh casual sex is not, I mean, people do that. There are, so many people that you would be really surprised by that are swingers that do ethical non-monogamy that have friends with benefits have threesomes whatever have orgies tons of people do that um that you would not know about and they just try to keep the emotional (laughs) aspect a little bit you know keep the emotional aspect under wraps brandy Um, what did you just say what did i said no i know the swingers i know all of them (laughs) like trust me it's it's like it's everywhere. It's yeah. I know I I, a lot. I just feel I I I do hear people out because I do believe in the power of adaptation, which is primarily why I don't believe in the long-term commitment aspect, because we readapt ourselves so fast and so significantly as a human species. So that dynamic of 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 changing emotionally, physically, sexually, all that stuff. It's inevitable to not change by every five to 10 years. Right. But the one consistent thing with me has been, I've just always been on this steady path of where men were not that thing for me. And and I don't mean that as far as turning me on or anything. I'm strictly, I've never had an experience with a woman and I'm, I'm not, it's not for me. I'm not interested. I love women. They're gorgeous. Just not for me, but a man has never sent me butterflies all through my stomach or, or made me feel like, oh my God, I hope he likes me. Or I hope he's not cheating. Or, oh my God, who is he texting? Oh my God. Is he going to propose? Oh my God. Did he just look at that girl? I'll fuck her. I have never, ever in any relationship been that girl. I just haven't. It was just like this. And I'm a very insecure person in a lot of things. So don't make you think that I'm so confident in myself. I'm not. I have a lot of insecurities. But one thing I am confident about is if they're going to want me, there's nothing I can do about that. They're going to fucking want me. Oh, Magenta, you gone. Okay. I'm sorry, just my child needed me really Okay. Quick. Okay. Come on back. <laughs> <laughs> Magenta says, oh, fuck this interview. <laughs> she no, needed me, so I had to run away. 
I'm uh, back. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. But that's what I'm saying. So I just feel like it's it's something you have in you. Maybe you're raised in a household that kind of lets you grow up with that mentality that it was just, if someone's going to want me, they're going to want me. And there's nothing I can do about it. I 100% agree. You know, being, being poly monogamous people cheat on each other all the goddamn time, right? Mm -hmm. Um, relationships fall apart all the time. Sometimes it's monogamy that ruins a relationship. Like, uh, I have an example, um, two examples. One of them is I had a friend who was very, very kinky and very, very sexual. And they married somebody who wasn't. But, uh, and in this case, it was a, the, the guy was the one who was more kinky, usually it's the other way around. Um, but in this case, it was the guy that was more kinky, was very sexual. And his wife, just zero sex drive over the years, didn't, wasn't interested. And he realized at some point that this huge part of himself was kind of dying and he felt really sad and he felt lonely. He was somebody who got a lot of his love language was partially sexual connection, intimacy. And they were best friends. They were married for 20 fucking years. It was this beautiful relationship, but because they were so different sexually, they divorced. They ended an amazing marriage because there was this one incompatibility. And I just remember thinking, damn it, if you had the idea of outsourcing, you know, if you could see the idea that maybe you can get different needs met by different people and still treasure and love this relationship, the relationship would still exist. Mm -hmm. Same thing for a friend where uh, she realized she was a lesbian many years into a marriage. And that could have that standardly in a monogamous dynamic would have ended the marriage. Instead, they're like, they realized that their marriage was about more than sex and the sex thing that had never been all that great between them. So they decided to stay together and continue this amazing, wonderful, rich marriage that in a way that still allowed them to pursue close, intimate, sexual, romantic connection. Right. And not that that didn't take work, a lot of work, but. Randy, if I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to use, um, Eddie, as an example, so I'm just going to say, if you meet a new guy that you are falling in love with and you're married to, and let's say 20 years down the line, there is that uh, sexual situation going on, knowing what Magenta just said, or like some of those options that are out there, let's say you lost your sex drive. It's you that, but you guys are best friends. Not going to happen, but okay. (laughs) You would. Let's say you do. I won't. No. Okay. But don't jinx it. Don't jinx it. Oh girl, I wish I could lose a little bit of it. Oh my God. Can you give me some? <laughs> yeah. Like, please damn. take it. Brandy, it's been three years for me. Give me some. Three years. Three oh years. God, I feel like it's a curse sometimes. Hello. Give it to me. It's like, once that box gets opened, it's a problem. Like I just like <laughs> leaving it shut for right now. The COVID thing, it's closed for the moment. And I'm just like, please don't open it. Cause once that box is open. Yeah. All right. So you, you lose your sex drive in 20 years. Now, what do you do with your best friend that you're with? What happens? Um, well, a lot of guys, penises stop working when they get old. Viagra. <laughs> so, <laughs> she wants to change the subject. Yeah. But we're talking no, about I'm not, you, no. Randy. <laughs> no, I'm just saying a lot of guys' dicks don't work anymore. So I, I, mean, I think it happens to couples. And I think, you know, my parents have been married for God, how long? 60, 50 years, I think. 
Um, and I'm pretty sure they don't have sex anymore, but they're best friends. And um, I, I don't even like to think about my parents having sex. It's yeah. kind of gross. But I mean, I feel like at a point in all long-term relationships, you become best friends more than romantic partners because that romance is exciting and great in the beginning, but you know, it comes and there's bills and there's kids and it doesn't always that those feelings don't always last. So that would be a discussion that I would definitely have with my person at that time, if that ever happens and be like, you know what? Like, I want to be with you. I want to live with you. I mean, I think that this sounds amazing that what is it called? Pollyanna. I just think if I could do it, I probably would do it. I know my jealousy with wanting that one person all to myself. If I could change that about me and who knows, maybe I will change, you know, with time, we all evolve. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. And I think having the conversation still talking about it and getting out there, will get it to be more accepted. So not everyone's like, Oh my God. So I think that you're doing a great thing. And I think that, you know, who knows what the future holds for me. I I think that's really wise, you know, and, and I will, you know, yeah, I'm a poly advocate, but I will never try to convince somebody to be poly if it doesn't feel like there's something in it for them. Right. You know, I, I often end up with folks where one, you know, committed monogamous relationship, one of the people suddenly decides I need to be poly and the other person has to go along for the ride and has to decide if that looks like something that's healthy for them. And right. one of the things I tell them to do is to imagine, I say, you know, picture yourself in 10 years, all the emotional stuff, all the work has been done. You're in a place where you feel settled and safe. If you picture this polyamorous dynamic, whatever it is that, you know, they're aiming towards, can you imagine being happy in that dynamic? Even if it feels really unlikely, can you see anything in that, that could look good for you? Not just something you can survive, but something you can thrive in. And if the answer is no, if you look at it and say, I'm always going to feel slightly nauseous, well, you know, slightly nauseous, maybe it's worth it. Um, because then you get good stuff too. I, um, just, but if you I know you're going to be unhappy, don't I do it. Question. Yeah, I, I, I actually really appreciate your uh, perspective on this, and I appreciate mm-hmm. Brandy's perspective on it. And that's sort mm-hmm. of what I like to do on genuinely GGs. I like to bring on these, you know, two different perspectives, so we can sort of shake the table, get it talking, and you know, uh, get it going. So I really like the conversation I we had. I really appreciated the way it went. I I can understand that there's so many people out there. Majority of the people are out there like Brandy. And I really appreciate people out there like Magenta, because right now I'm going to get off this you know, podcast and I'm going to be on the phone with Magenta trying to learn a lot as I can um, so I can navigate my desires right now with polyamory. But I really appreciate both of you guys being here. If any of you guys are interested in knowing more about, you know, polyamory, you guys can go to polycoach.org and you guys can find Magenta. Her stuff is there. And we all know Ms. Brandy Glanville and she has her Don't amazing contact podcast. Me, anyone, none of you. Brandy <laughs> Glanville Unfiltered. You guys can listen to her unfiltered ass. She's been doing this for years. I bow down to you, Brandy. Thank you for being my guest. I'm learning Thank from you. you. Of and we hope of to course, see you on the talk. Me. We hope to see right? you. Right? Hello. <laughs> it's happening. But before we go, Anita has a something for us. Okay. <laughs> this is the fun part. So this is a little game we called Forgive Me, I Have Sinned. And um, so I'm just going to ask you guys questions. One question for both of you guys. 
and just, you know, feel comfortable answering it. Um, okay. So have either of you, of you, oh my God, I can't even talk right now. You've like passed <laughs> on that thing to me. You're what? I can't talk now. Okay. Um, Have either of your kids walked in on you during sex? Nope. No. Oh, oh. magenta. <laughs> so that was a no for Brandy. Okay, and magenta is laughing hysterically. <laughs> I had, I have a really quick story for you on that one. Ooh. It wasn't my child. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Make it juicy. Even worse. But my partner, I, my ex and I were dating a couple and like, uh, I would go to their house and their, the other partner would come to my house and we kind of swap back and forth. Cause we both had kids. So I'm over at my lover's house and we're having a lovely time and his children are supposed to be asleep. Uh-oh. Yeah. And we hear some knocking Uh-oh. things are a little, a uh, little exciting in the room. We we're trying to keep it. I thought we were being very quiet. We heard a little bit of knocking and my partner goes out and he comes back and he's just, he's like laughing so hard. He's crying. Apparently um, his kid would occasionally hear him having sex with his wife Ooh. and would say like, daddy, I heard mommy breathing. Oh, <laughs> and so this time <laughs> he said, um, I heard, he goes up to his daddy. He's like, that's weird, dad. It sounds like I hear magenta breathing. <laughs> <gasps> oh my Is magenta God. And uh. <laughs> oh, oh wait, that's, that's a good question. Okay, so magenta wait, has do your kids on know? One. I yes. have to go to make lunch, but I your kids yeah. know that you you have that was my that, question like, I wanted to ask you, too. Actually. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, that was a question. Like, do about my kids. kids? Yes, your kids know. And how did you because you are you gonna let Elijah know when you're having multiple partners? That's a good question. Me? Am I going to let Elijah know? I'm I mean, I think that um, if this is something that ends up being for me and I will navigate how I, you know, but either way, whether I go towards poly or if I don't go towards poly, I will still be very, very, very cautious with any man who walks through my door because I really oh, don't yeah. let too many yeah. do that regardless. But Magenta, so, how did you handle that? What? So my kids were, my kids have never known anything but polyamory. Um, and we never dated a lot. Like we did, we were not a revolving door. We, you know, I tend to date long-term partners that I plan with plan on being with for the long run. So there have been a few times where it's been like, you know, uh, if I trust a person, I've been dating them for a long time and my kids are really comfortable with them and I'm a pretty social person. So they tend to meet a lot of my friends anyway, if they're really comfortable and I feel very safe, then yeah, the kids know that you know, sometimes mommy has a sleepover. They understand polyamory. They're old enough to, we've had a lot of conversations about it now. It's their uh, 10 and 12. So they're like fully cognizant of what's going on around them. So we've had a lot of talks about the philosophy and stuff and they know our partners and there's not like new people coming in and out. The kids never wake up to a stranger in the house. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that would be really creepy. Be, you know, yeah, I think honesty is like probably the best. Part. I mean, my kids know that I'm bisexual or whatever you want to say. We talk about sex. I think they wish that I, we wouldn't, but I'm like, okay, <laughs> so what are we talking about guys? They're like, no, no, make it stop. But uh-huh. you know, they're, they're at that age where they're, you know, they're getting it on. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> okay. Back to the game question. Right, I gotta go two. make this little shit's lunch. Wait, hold on. Oh, hold on. Wait, didn't they already have lunch? Before no, I made them wait. Oh, that was breakfast. Okay. What's your craziest sexual encounter or story you've ever had? 
Which one of us? <laughs> both. <me> both. <laughs> oh, come on. Come on, sexual. I've been sued again. Like I've already been sued once. I know. I've I've definitely Brandy had a lot of fun. Brandy unfiltered. unfiltered. Brandy no, unfiltered. No, no, I am not. I am not getting sued. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> okay, so I don't know what happens sinned. in this case. So we got to come up with some sort of penalty. Magenta, do you have a a crazy sexual like little story? Something? Um, I guess so. I do occasionally go to uh, kink events. Um, so I think one of the weirdest events that I, I went to a really wonderful uh, kink convention in Cal- oh, here okay. in California. I was one of the guest speakers. Um, and it was really fun because I was going back and forth between experimenting with this n- version of kink I was not used to, sort of in a public environment. Uh, so I was really intimidated by that. But I was also being a speaker at the event. So there was like this weird dynamic of when I was at the parties, I'd be like s- dressed up, wearing not a whole lot and feeling very, very sexy. And then people would come up to like ask advice and I would go into poly coach mode. <laughs> well, that's funny. Well, like also dressed super, super tardy in the middle of a dungeon. And I'd go into like teacher mode and then go back to being a little freak. It was pretty fun. That was kinky, that's freaky, kinky. little freaky deek, deek, deek. I mean, I've seen a lot worse in Thailand just on the sidewalk. So you guys <laughs> oh both God. sucked on this one, but thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you for being here, Brandy and Magenta. I really appreciate both of you guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Bye, guys. So nice to talk to you. Happy Monday. Bye, kids. Bye. Well, that was interesting, right? I mean, they're very opposite people, Brandy and Magenta. Very opposite. Right? Well, in a way, because I feel like they're both like into women too. So they're bisexual. Pansexual. Is that all they had in common? They're bisexual. I guess that's about it. Yeah. Cause that they are pretty, it. uh, they were very, very adamant about their sides mm-hmm. of what a relationship or uh cheating, you yeah. know, monogamy, what that all kind of looks like in yeah. a relationship. And I don't know, Brandy comes from a very hurt place where you can hear that. Yeah, she's very, hurt. you can hear the hurt. Yeah. How many ever years later, even though she says she's over it, mm-hmm. I still feel like it has to have put some sort of a damper somewhere yeah. in who you are as a person and your trust and faith in people, mm-hmm. you know, women and men. And here's magenta. I was just like, Hey, let's be free. Just be open. As long as you get an STD test mm-hmm. and you, you know, tell me that it's just a six. Yeah. I'm cool with that. Six. I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> Did you hear the number six? She said six. She said six. Yeah. I can't even get one so I can try out having two. <laughs> She's got six already. Well, maybe she can hook you up with someone. That's well, open. or you I mean, can join them and be number seven. Or does that have to be like even? So it's to be eight people. I'm not into the no uh, sexual kind of con- like protection. I'm not. I think that if I'm sharing some dick, I would rather that he be protecting the dick. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? A little bit. Well, yeah, but technically he kind of is because it's only within you guys. Well, wait, that's but the you thing. just said no. Wait, hold on. Time out. Time out. Yeah, you wanted to protect his dick, right? But then 
No, I don't want to protect his dick. I want to protect the dick that goes in my vagina. But you told your ex, for example. Yeah, to go have sex. To go have sex. But he has to use a condom. But how do you know he's going to have a condom? Well, that's no the whole guy. Trust. No guy wants to use a condom. Come on. No. If, he's, if that girl is not going to let him use a condom, he's not going to use it. And he's not going to come to you and tell you that he was safe. I'm tell sorry. us more about the men in your life, Anita. I don't there know. you go. So you don't, don't use know. condoms in but your sexual night, interactions. Last Anita? night, you know what? Rocky no, called no, no, me. No, 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 no. Rocky's my niece, guys. She oh, called me. Boy. Rocky oh, boy. called me a dick. <laughs> <laughs> your niece? Your five-year-old like, What niece? did she just say? She's like, from the movies, is Athera? She learned it from that. Anyways, that's a whole other thing. We used to dig. That took me down to my, oh my last gosh. night dick right. story and my five-year-old niece. Thank but- you. Thank you for changing the subject okay. and bringing up your niece when we're talking about oh, you dicks. liking to ride dick bareback. <laughs> okay. Because that's the real conversation here. I think you're right. It's very, you have to be very safe and stuff. And it's scary to do that, which then maybe you should not be in a poly... I can't say that word. Polyamorous. Polyam- polyamorous. Polyamorous. Oh, polyamorous. Yeah, because maybe you maybe you can't handle it. No, no. I just no, 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 no. I think not wanting an STD has absolutely nothing to do with only wanting one or ten men. It makes no difference. I don't want an STD. I don't yes. want that. I don't want the gonorrhea or the chlamydia yeah. or the 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 crabs or infections or yeah, HPV. No, I, men don't obviously. know they're carrying HPV. So I can say ho- go get tested. Yeah. But men don't show that they have HPV, but women do. You know what I'm saying? So there's just so many reasons why I would tell him to strap up. Okay. You know, but I mean, he can just strap it up with as many people as he wants to, as long as he straps it up. And as long as he's honest and and gets me diamonds as well, because that's part of the arrangement. That's she said I can make my own rules. If I can make my own rules, I I would let you have as much vagina as you want if you give me the larger diamonds. So let's say he's like, I'll give you a 50 carat diamond, but I want to have sex without condoms. I would, I would, I mean, a 50 carat diamond. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. I would take the chlamydia and the gonorrhea for you sure. Would, right? Yeah. I'd bite the bullet I'm talking on that like one. the best quality. Like what is the best color? Like, yeah. I the H I Q. I really don't know. I'd have D. to call my friend Reza Farahan. He knows, he all, knows the diamond it all. Yeah. Language. I don't know anything <laughs> about it, but you say 50 carats. So you I'll would take, take herpes. Oh yeah. Over oh, for sure. I go get the shot, the gonorrhea shot or whatever it's called okay. or the sterile, whatever the stuff they put in you. I don't okay. know. I do it. I okay. do it. Okay. But you know, I don't think Brandy would. Brandy probably won't. Brandy definitely won't. We oh. made that clear. We made it clear. Brandy is not into it. She is looking for someone, but not for anything that she can share. Yeah. You know, so I'm going to definitely give Magento a call after this. I, I feel like I have a lot more to learn from her. I think you do too. Yeah. 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 I think I do too. I think I need to open up to this and understand a little bit more. And I have a lot of questions for her, but I yeah. think for you hundred percent. And I think you should have her set you up with someone. I I, I, I think, still do. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, she's in the Bay area. I feel like Bay area guys are a little like boring, you know, they're not really my cup of tea to be quite honest mm-hmm. with you. But anyways, with that being said, thanks guys. I am really appreciative of you guys listening to this podcast. It was a little, um, different. I mean, I don't feel like there's a lot of uh, conversations out there about Polly. So if you enjoyed it, like give me a rating, a good review. If you want to hear me talk about something else, please write about what you want me to talk about. I've been getting some good comments and good feedback from a lot of you. So I'm really grateful. If you haven't subscribed to my podcast show yet, subscribe, subscribe. push that button, please. It shows us love. 
Thanks for listening to Genuinely Gigi. Download new episodes every week. And if you haven't already, subscribe. And be sure to leave us a rating and review. And while you're at it, check out some of the other great shows available on Straw Hut Media. Can we continue to talk just a little bit? Because I have a couple of things I need to say. Bring it on. (laughs) Okay. So I had this genius idea that, no, it's really, really smart, I think. And I'm going to text Kyle after this, um, Richards, because this has to do with her. So it's called The Housewives Closet. And so what we're going to do, yes, we're going to get all of the stuff that we've worn on TV before in our confessionals that are kind of iconic that people make fun of, get all the housewives to put all of their stuff into, you know, on like online, like for an auction and donate the proceeds to a charity. Oh, this is great. Well, of course they would do it, right? I think so because I was cleaning up my closet yesterday and I don't want to get rid of those things because they remind me of the reunions, the shit I wore, like the, a lot of the stuff I wore, you know, a lot of them I'm sure borrowed stuff, but mostly I bought my stuff and I don't want to get rid rid of it because it's sentimental. But if, if I can do good with it, yeah, I think, because what else are we doing with that stuff? Just sitting in a closet, taking right. up space. And I know that Kyle would be down for it. I think, I mean, I'm, she always is down to help. Um, it's just, oh, buddy, I think more the, the newer years, the girls borrow things like, cause when I was, I was mm. buying shit left and fucking right. But I just think. Maybe uh, yeah. Like, you would think that they would have companies like wear this on my, on the thing or whatever. I mean, people um, sent you things. They didn't really usually ask for them back. Um, mm. but yeah, no, for sure. So I was just thinking maybe we could pick, you know, like all of us, or we pick three charities and then it's divided between the three charities. That's something we all agree on. I just feel like I need I to it. give back and do some more and, and yeah. So. I love that. I, mean, I love it. it. I, mean, I bet you they that. would do it. I think so. I, I mean, I, I know most of yeah. the girls are really giving that I, the ones that I know. So okay. we'll see. Um, and there's been an entertainment tonight. A story with my friend Bryce Sanders, who I really enjoy. Um, and there's been a ton of Google alerts happening. <sighs> okay, just okay. want to make a make something. Tell me very about clear. the Google alerts. Wait, is this is about the entertainment tonight? Right. So Bryce, yeah. I do the original um, interview with Kenya and Candace because I had dental work, and it was just like I didn't want people speculating on God. What else has she done? You know what I mean? I was like. I'm swollen. I'm not doing it. Um, So he waited and then I did it. So it was about family reunion, the Netflix show that was like trending. And I was excited to talk about it. I had a great time doing it. And, you know, of course there's going to be housewives questions. I will never get rid of that. It's going to always be there, but all of the alerts are about housewives. And I don't want people thinking I'm going out saying, Hey, let's talk about housewives because I honestly don't have anything to say about it anymore. I've said all there is to say. So yes, be polite to my friend Bryce. I answered his questions, but I don't think they were questions that anyone doesn't. That wasn't the reason to go on the entertainment tonight. It wasn't to talk about housework. Yeah. No, not at all. It was only to talk about um, family reunion. But of course, there's Eddie and Leanne questions, psoriasis questions, housewives questions. And I do know that Bryce is really kind and he let me talk about Mark and Mia 
and put up the donation um, link for me. But I just want to make it very clear to people that I'm not reaching out to people going, let's talk about housewives. (laughs) It just makes me crazy. As a matter of fact, today, someone reached out to me. (laughs) Yeah. And asked, and you said, "Let's." I don't want. I can't. I can't do well, it. I don't want to talk they about that. They to me as as well, um, and, and I I would love to help them. It's a new. Po- I'll just promo it right now. It's a new podcast called the Slut Pig Podcast. I don't know the person. He sent me a yep. sweatshirt. Very sweet, and I will do his podcast eventually. But he wanted to have me be his first guest, and I just thought. I just did this interview about family reunions. It looks like all I talked about was housewives. And I just don't want it to look like I'm out there desperately grasping onto the past. So I will do the Slap Pig podcast and please listen to it. I'm sure it's going to be great. Yeah, I'm sure too. Well, we'll we'll get that later. You want to do a haiku? (laughs) I do. Gloomy, not like to me, more like it's shitty outside, stay in and hide, because you want to bury your head deep in your bed. I could be a voice. I could be a judge on the voice. Oh you see how yeah. I went to my falsetto? <laughs> yeah, I mean, most of that audio is just peeking all over the, but it was. Good. <laughs> oh my god! I all wish right. I could sing. That'd be so fun. See you next week, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, people. Thanks for listening to Brandy Glanville Unfiltered. Download new episodes every week, and if you haven't already, subscribe. And be sure to leave us a rating and review. And while you're at it, check out some of the other great shows available on Straw Hut Media.